Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark Farzetti here, host of The Farzy Show. And for my show's podcast, I use Anchor. And you should, too. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Anchor. Oh, and how much would you pay for something like this? Hundreds of dollars? Well, forget about that because it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Farzy Show here at the Steven Singer Studios. My name is Mark Farzetta. Are you ready for some football? We got the football conversation, obviously, we got to today. We bumped up Hughes Day a day. So Hughes Day will actually be today on this fine Monday. So you can help us preview the Eagles-Cowboys game coming up tonight. 8-20 kickoff. Monday Night Football on ESPN. Look forward to that, obviously. Uh, Phillies, yeah, that happened. Uh, Temple won, so that's always fun. And more, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's, it's crap. It's, it's what it is. It's crap with Ben Simmons right now. So we'll get into all that as the show goes on today. Now, after an Eagles game, we like to give you what we like to call the Farsi Five. Five things to celebrate or five things to look down upon when the Eagles lose or win a game. I'm going to go and preview this game tonight before we talk to Hugh Douglas uh, with my own Farzy five looking into this game about the five things that I am looking for right out of the gate. Something to show me that the Eagles can win this game. And in fact, the Eagles will win this game. Here's what I'm looking for tonight. Five things to follow along at home or in your car ride to work or right while you're getting ready for your day. Here's the five things that I'm going to be focusing on tonight. Number five, I'm going to be focusing on the committee the committee yeah the committee that's supposed to be filling in for brandon graham most notably in that committee i'm going to be looking at uh josh sweat hey josh are we, are we going to see that why you got that contract you had that nice little pressure against jimmy garoppolo and san francisco 49ers last week uh i'd like to see you really get after a guy like dak prescott i want to see you get into the backfield to stop guys like pollard guys like elliott i want to see you just wreak havoc in this game that's what I want to see from a guy like Josh Sweat as part of the committee that's replacing Brandon Graham. After that, you know what else I want to see? I want to see Ryan Kerrigan be a part of this committee. And now, normally I wouldn't be focusing on a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, but if you're talking about a committee, then I also want to be talking about somebody that has some talent left. And I also want to talk about somebody that's very familiar with any type of rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. Might not obviously be with the Eagles, but of course it is with the Washington football team. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan knows what it means to go up against the Dallas Cowboys, especially in prime time. So, uh, Mr. Kerrigan, sir, I love, I love to see you. Love to meet you. Know you had the thumb surgery and all that. Love to see you show up in this game and announce your presence with authority. Those are two guys in the committee. And then you have your obviously Fletcher Cox. I want to see continue to play well. Javon Hargrave. I want to see play well in this game. Derek Barnett. How about no dumb penalties, Derek Barnett? The full committee, the full gambit that's going to be filling in for Brandon Graham. Hey, step one tonight. Step one tonight. You even had an extra day to let this rattle around in your brain. 
Step up, make something happen tonight. Make Dak Prescott think twice when he's dropping back that somebody could be on his ass as this game goes on. So uh, number five, I'm going to be looking at the committee. Number four, my oh my. Uh, Landon Dickerson, I am a fan of yours, sir. You acknowledged that you didn't really play that well in your first NFL experience, getting out there, not really having training camp, working your way back, not being placed on pop. So obviously the Eagles thought that you would be able to come out and, and start the season at least by week two. And you did. You're thrown to the wolves. The baptism by fire, as the old saying goes. Well, now you had, again, a full week and a day to get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. You had said in your uh, press conference last week that you did not play up to the level that was A, set by you, and B, set by the, uh, the, the people in that locker room, the people in your offensive line room. Go play to that level right now. You have a pretty good right tackle to your right in Lane, uh, Lane Johnson. You have a pretty good center in Jason Kelsey playing to your left. Be a strong link in the middle there, Landon Dickerson. I'll be watching you closely tonight to see how you handle the pass rush from the Dallas Cowboys, see how you're run blocking for a guy like Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, see how you do throughout the entire process tonight. So Landon Dickerson, you're coming in at number four right there as far as what I'm going to be looking at tonight. Number three on the list today, I'm going to be looking at Andre Dillard. I just say that name and I just, uh, really, that's who we got? That's what I say, and that's what you might say, because we don't have great memories of Andre Dillard. And part of that, in all honesty, if I'm being fair, is not his fault. Trying to cover the whole story, it's not all his fault that we kind of go, oh, Andre Dillard's starting. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's not all his, uh, his fault. It, it was stupid of the Eagles last year to put him at right tackle when he'd never played that position before. He'd only played left tackle, and they got, have at it, sir, and he was terrible. Uh, so part of that that little shudder uh, that we have when we think about him starting a football game, uh, part of that goes to that one time he played right tackle, and it wasn't that. It, wasn't, it, it did not end well. It did not go well. So now we're going to be looking at him tonight as your starting left tackle on this football team. Starting left tackle. Micah Parsons is going to be uh, – Mika Parsons is going to be on the other side of that football. And like Nick Bosa, they might be uh, putting him on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, what are we going to be – what are we – what are the Eagles going to be doing in this scenario to try to make sure that uh, Jalen Hurts isn't running for his life? What are they going to do to make sure in this scenario they have time to run the football as well, that you can actually get a block out there, Andre Dillon, to open up something for Miles Sanders or make sure you're protecting a guy like Jalen Hurts on his blind side? What are you going to do to help that out? If you're going to have a guy like uh, Parsons, for instance, patrolling, who's going from linebacker to now playing defensive end where he played practically the entire game against the San Diego Chargers a week ago, he is the guy that you're going to have to know where he's at at all times. You'll hear Nick Sirianni talk about that a little bit later. But what are you going to do if that's the matchup against uh, across from Andre Dillard? Demarcus Lawrence is obviously out for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Parsons is the guy they're going to wait to see step up in this game. So, Andre Dillard, it's on you, man. This is a game you and Landon Dickerson, you're down two starters of your five on your offensive line. You, if we see a lot of the 12 personnel early and we don't see those tight ends like Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz, for instance, coming back from COVID, we don't see those guys going out on pass routes. Those guys actually not as just decoys or dummy routes or whatever, actually going out to try to catch passes. Uh, if we don't, if we see a lot of that early where they're, n where they're not going out and we see the 12 personnel strictly there for blocking, that's how I'll know we'll, we'll be in trouble. We'll, the Eagles will be in trouble. That's how you'll know because you're going to be limiting the targets that Jalen Hurts is going to have to complete passes to simply to stay in to provide extra blocking on the offensive line because either Landon Dickerson or most notably uh, Andre Dillard is struggling holding down the fort or holding up his end of the bargain on that end of the line of scrimmage there as the left tackle. So we'll see how that goes tonight, Andre Dillard. I'll be watching you. The top two. This isn't a knock to have these guys as the guys I'll be watching the most. But number two, I come in with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts did not have a bad game last week. Did he miss a couple of throws? Well, he's a quarterback in the NFL. They miss throws sometimes. This is the type of game you're not supposed to win. You're on the road. 
Monday night, divisional opponent, a good divisional opponent, a, a divisional opponent that, by the way, your quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott, threw for over 400 yards in the opening week against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. He kept up with them, almost won that game. Then he had a, a great drive he was able to put together. Great drive. They had a 56-yard field goal. Good drive that put him in field goal range, 56 yards, absolutely insane. Uh, for Zerlai to kick that ball, he made it. They win the game. They're 1-1 one one on the season. Uh, this is not a game. The Eagles should win. And you go back to the two people I'm going to be watching the most. Why I'm going to be watching these guys the most. Actually, the bottom three. Why I'm going to be watching the committee, Andre Dillard and Landon Dickerson. Not that order, but why I'm going to be watching all those guys. The reason is because the injuries you have. The Cowboys are banged up as well. Cowboys also have a guy suspended, Lyle Collins, offering to pay a drug tester. Hey, man, how about we don't? How about you don't? say that I failed this test. How about you give me some of your piss, and then we'll say, hey, I, I can play. E. So uh, they're banged up, too, the Dallas Cowboys. They're missing guys, too. But uh, I, they're not missing a right, uh, a Pro Bowl right guard like Brandon Brooks, and they're certainly not putting a guy like Andre Dillard, who has had a lot of uh, struggles in the past, at left tackle, taking over for Jordan Mailata, who has turned a lot of heads in just two games so far this year. And you're also not trying to replace your defensive line, although you're doing this with Demarcus Lawrence. Brandon Graham has just been uh, a, a, a force in the locker room when it comes to keeping these guys together. He has been extremely talented at setting the edge, beating his man off the snap, trying to get into the backfield. He's come up in the last two, first two games of the season. Brandon Graham has come up with some pretty big stops, tackles for loss, or setting the edge to make sure a running back or quarterback is, for, is running back inside where they'll either get sacked or tackled for a loss. Brandon Graham has done that. He's been extremely consistent in the first two games this season while he's been out there. And now you're going to a guy like Josh Sweat, who contract-wise apparently is proven, playing time-wise, not so much. Career highlight-wise, not so much. Eagles are pretty banged up going into this game. And they got a young quarterback, they got a rookie head coach, and they're on the road in prime time. You're not supposed to win this game. That's why I look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is supposed to be the guy as a, a good quarterback in this in the NFL. If you're a good quarterback in the NFL, borderline to great quarterback in the NFL, you're supposed to cover up a lot of the mistakes, a lot of the shortcomings of your football team simply by being great. I would love for this game tonight, and quite frankly, what I'll be rooting for in this game tonight, Jalen Hurts has the, has the game that is the eye-popping game. I would love to see that from Jalen Hurts tonight. Your, your offensive line's banged up, so what? Jalen Hurts going to go make some plays. Your defense is 100%, so what? Jalen Hurts going to cover it on the offensive thing by putting up so many uh, – offensive end of the field by putting up so many points. Like This is the game – having long drives, sustaining those drives, keeping their offense off the field. That's what I want to see from Jalen Hurts tonight. So many times throughout last year when you're watching a quarterback struggle, you thought to yourself, you know what? You can have problems on a, on, on a football team. You can have a lot of problems on a football team. But if a quarterback plays at a high level, that masks a lot of those problems. If the quarterback makes up for a lot of those shortcomings by banged up offensive line, getting rid of the ball quick, or tucking the football run as Jalen Hurts did so, so smartly and brilliantly, quite frankly, against the 49ers when things broke down. We talked about it last week. Nick Sirianni even highlighted it, saying that Jalen Hurts went out there and didn't force runs. There weren't panic runs, was the phrase that we came up with our friend Ruben Frank last week on Friday. But you had situations where Jalen Hurts simply made the smart read. It wasn't there. He took off, and he made a play for you. No better example than a 27-yard run that he had last week against San Francisco 49ers. So that's what I want to see from Jalen Hurts. More of that. Also, the big pass play. Your wide receivers have to be on point with him as well. But this is the game where I'm looking at a quarterback saying, so what? Not supposed to win this game. You're only three-and-a-half-point underdogs going into Dallas. You're not like seven-and-a-half underdogs. Oh, there's no chance they have to win this game. No, it's a tight Tight matchup going in to Dallas tonight. Jalen Hurts, I want to see a rise above everything else and be a guy that we go, wow, maybe the Eagles have something here. That's overall, aside from a win, what I'd like to have as a takeaway tomorrow morning is to look at Jalen Hurts and go, wow, Eagles didn't have their best stuff. Their, their, their defense was missing one of their best player, best players, one of their leaders. Their offense was missing two starters on the offensive line that, have, that Brandon Brooks especially plays at a high level. And you had a rookie, that right guard, and you had a guy who has been really shaky throughout his NFL career at left tackle at Andre Dillard. Yet somehow, some way, 
Jalen Hurts found a way to lead this team to a victory. That's what I want to say tomorrow morning surrounding Jalen Hurts and the way he plays in this game. Number one on the Farsi Five going into this game tonight, Nick Sirianni had a wildly disappointing second game as a head coach and play caller in the NFL. Not a lot of variety. Guys were in trouble, did not scheme guys open. The, 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 the first and goal for the one situation they had against the Niners that they just did not do anything with, the Philly-Philly play that they tried running, it was abysmal. Top to bottom, horrid performance from Nick Sirianni. What did I say the following morning? What did I say the last Monday morning? I said, a week ago, I said, you know what that was? That was a teaching moment. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to go bonkers right now on Nick Sirianni. But you know what I am going to do? I'm going to say, all right, it's the first loss. As an NFL head coach and play caller, terrible play calling. Apparently, the guys weren't really prepared for this game either. Uh, teaching moment. Don't lose this game to Dallas. And if if the if you do lose this game to Dallas, don't make it be for the same reasons where you got a little ahead of yourself, got a little giddy, got a little excited, started trying to reach you back in the bag of tricks that you didn't need. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't be the reason this team loses this game tonight. Help your quarterback out. Scheme guys open. Get them open for him. Put him in scenarios. If you see a guy like Parsons wreaking havoc in the backfield, see a guy. let a guy like Jalen Hurts have those short routes, those crisp routes that you know he can hit. Those little the, the, the bubble screens if you need to work those in again. Slant routes to Devontae Smith. Let that happen. Let that play out tonight. Don't be afraid of that deep ball. Quez Watkins obviously is waiting and chomping at the bit to break one open tonight. Miles Sanders I'd like to see get involved. I saw... Uh, you had uh, Boston Scott's questionable. He's barely been used anyway, but if he's healthy enough to play, I'd love to see him run between the tackles occasionally tonight. Nick Sirianni, all this essentially falls on you. Whether or not it's it's uh, watching video of Dallas week, whether or not it's, it's wearing T-shirts that say beat Dallas, or yesterday or over the weekend you were wearing the Brandon Graham T-shirt to keep his, you know, his mojo in the locker room, I guess. All this, it falls on the head coach. It's not just about play calling and creativity. It's about overall having these guys prepared. And you could talk about how guys are in the opening week of the season were in a meeting and Nick Sirianni was getting emotional when talking about how long he had waited for this opportunity to be a head coach and how he, how he was so excited to get this 17-round bout, this heavyweight fight underway, and guys are hugging each other. All right, great. You went out and you won that game. Apparently all that uh, high school Harry stuff didn't work so well in game two. It worked for the defense. Defense played a pretty good game. Offensively speaking, it wasn't there. And that, of course, is all ultimately under Nick Sirianni's umbrella. Go out there, have your game plan executed, hopefully to perfection by these players, and have a good game plan to start it off with to the point where these, these players are comfortable coming out of the locker room, knowing what you want them to execute and being able to execute it. Get those guys open with the schemes you can run. Help a guy like Jalen Hurts out if things aren't open downfield and make sure that this offensive line is able to find a rhythm as well. All of that comes down to Nick Sirianni because we talk about it all the time uh, about helping your quarterback get into a rhythm. Same thing applies when you're talking about the offensive line or really any position group that hasn't played together a lot. And when you talk about Dillard, you talk about Landon Dickerson, these guys need to get on the same page and make sure their chemistry is going. You know how you can do that? Going out and running the football. That would impress me. That would take a lot of pressure off Jalen Hurts early, and hopefully you're able to run the ball down their throat and let guys like Landon Dickerson have a one hit and done on the play. Get them going. Same thing with Andre Dillard. Go out there, one hit and done. That comes down to game plan. That comes down to scheme. It comes to Nick Sirianni actually being prepared for the third game of his head coaching and play calling experience tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll uh, we'll round out the uh, the show obviously with a prediction. I will say uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic than most when it comes to this Eagles team and playing in this Monday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm excited. Again, the Eagles, I saw last I saw they were uh, plus three and a half. I think DraftKings had them at uh, plus four and a half. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to follow that as the, as the day goes on.
we'll be looking at that. So hit me up in the comments who you're going to be focused on tonight. Uh, let me know if I left anyone off the top five you think deserves to get in there. Again, we got uh, Andre Dillard on there. We got Landon Dickerson on there. We got the committee that's supposed to head up the Brandon Graham absence, starting uh, uh, Josh Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan. We also have uh, Jalen Hurts coming at number two, and then we have Nick Sirianni at number one. Nobody needs a bounce-back game more than Nick Sirianni in this game against the Dallas Cowboys. You want to talk about all the, the hype that goes into Cowboys week there, Nick Sirianni? Well, show us. Show us that you can create a lasting memory that some coach in the future will be showing this team. Oh, that Nick Sirianni era of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know how they really got to start it off right? By beating the Cowboys on Monday night. That's what I'd like to see. <sighs> Hugh Lamont Douglas III will be joining us coming up in just a minute. We've got a couple other things we got to get to before we uh, get to our good friend Hugh. I I really I hate Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, and it's it's growing. And I know people are like, oh, you shouldn't say hate. This is a sports show. It's all in the context of sports. Okay. If Ben Simmons was crossing a desert and he needed a glass of water, I'd be like, here you go, buddy. You know, I I got you. Uh, I wouldn't say buddy. I'd probably just lay it down. I'd, I'd put it on a table and go, there. Uh, this is what pisses me off. So Brian Windhorst, who is obviously in clutch sports, uh, you know, pocket, whatever. Brian Windhorst comes out with a story on Sirius XM over the weekend about how Ben Simmons, It's a fa- it factors in for Ben Simmons that he does not want to play in front of the Philadelphia fans. He doesn't want to show his face there again is what uh, Brian Windhorse had to say. Here's the, any fan that tells you at the end of game seven, at the end of game seven, at that point in time where he completely passed up, we all know what happened with Thibault, all this stuff. Any fan that tells you, Ben Simmons not coming back, I would have booed him off the court if he would have came back the next season. I think that's a lie. I think the minute Ben would come back and have a monster dunk or a great assist or hit his free throws or attempt a three or even a jump shot. Like I think any fan at that point would be, Oh, okay. Maybe he changed things. Maybe this is him expanding his game, expanding his game. Finally, if he didn't do that, then yeah, the booze would rain down upon him. But after all the stuff that has played out, and this is kind of what I've been saying over the last month, after all that's happened since that one moment, I, for me, Ben Simmons could have come back from a 34% free throw performance in the playoffs, from passing up on that dunk and giving it to Thibel. He could have come back from those two things if he took the next step in his offensive game in the upcoming season. If he's due to the mid-range game, hit his free throws, whatever. If he's doing that, fans would come around. Fans wouldn't be happy to see him. But I think fans would finally, would they come around? Oh, he actually, he did put in the work, and here it is bearing fruit right in front of my very eyes. Ben Simmons has actually expanded his game. Now you can have a guy like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, both now offensive threats all the time. This is great. But since all that, since the, oh, Ben's going to come back. It's going to be great. We're going to work with him. He's going to be a shooter. Ben doesn't want to be traded. He wants to stay here. Everything's great. To... It's not up to me to fix my trade value, uh, to trade me, to the Sixers can't trade him, to telling teammates over the weekend like Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, thanks but no thanks, I wanted to come out here and fix things, to that, to I don't want to play in front, in front of the fans again. There is there is no amount of, of game expansion that we could talk about with Ben Simmons that would make anyone want him to come back to Philadelphia now. It's dead, it's buried, it's dead in the water. We all know that at this point. It's just a matter of when it actually happens. And it also, in some cases, it seems like he has really dug in. And Look, this is, the, this is the spot they're going to be in right now. As media day is today, Sixers can start finding Ben Simmons today if he doesn't show up to media day, which he's not. I think we all understand that. Uh, they can find him when he misses practices. They can certainly find him when they when he misses preseason games. And they can, find, they can actually find him when they – they, of course, can find him when they actually start playing actual regular season games. So I, I, I think everyone is on the same page as far as Ben Simmons goes, that it's just – it's over. There's no saving it from this point, especially when you're going as far as saying you don't want to play in front of the fans and you're telling teammates that want to come out to make things right – 
no. I have no interest in staying in Philadelphia. And for what? If you're Ben Simmons, you had a coach put his neck on the line for you in Doc Rivers by saying, oh, you're crazy if you think I'm ever going to take Ben Simmons out. And then Ben continued to miss free throws, and Doc was left with no choice. You put him in that situation, Ben, by not hitting your free throws. You want to say that your teammate Joel Embiid threw you under the bus? The proverbial bus was saying that the turning point in the game was you not dunking? Guess what? It was. So if you have an issue with all these things that people are saying or doing, like Doc Rivers or Joel Embiid, there's one person that you have to look at for why people are saying those things when those guys are just simply telling the truth. And that's you, Ben. I could. I, I am so eager for the Sixers to move on from him. And this was from the guy that was maybe one of the last people standing and defending him, one of the last people standing and saying that I'd, I'd welcome him back with open arms. And then he could not have a worse PR month uh, than, than what he has put forth in front of Sixers fans. From everything I just I wrapped up, from wanting to come back to not wanting to come back to saying it's not his job to, tra- to fix his trade value to right now telling his teammates, no, no thanks. And now also saying possibly, according to Brian Windhorst, saying that it factors in that he doesn't want to play in front of in front of Philadelphia fans again. Hey, I, I don't know too many fan bases. I'll tell you this quick thing. Over the weekend, I got tweeted by, uh, I think it's Brian Colangelo's burner account tweeted me. And he said, where do you think Ben Simmons ends up? And I said, the Guangzhou Long Lions. Because it's the last team that actually thinks Ben Simmons can shoot. And if you remember that game, that preseason exhibition game against Guangzhou, what, two years ago now? Ben Simmons hit a three in that game because Joel B was like, man, just shoot it. And he shot a three, and the entire Wells Fargo Center went biz- They went bonkers for Ben making the three in an exhibition game against a team from China. Man, Philly fans are tough. Man, Philly fans are mean. Bro, you don't get that kind of support anywhere else. So for anybody that wants to say that it's the the, the, the fans forcing them out, that's BS. It, it, if anything, it comes down to the team. It comes down to the coach. It comes down to uh, Joel Embiid. But ultimately, it comes down to Ben Simmons having wildly thick, uh, thin skin. I, I, I just can't get over it. An athlete that has that much talent, who chooses not to shoot, not can't, but won't. And despite the encouragement from the team, the willingness from the team to work with them, the willingness from the team and the fan base to be patient with that. And you know what it took for everything to really boil over? An ultimate choke job of a guy being afraid not to dunk, but afraid to attempt to dunk, get fouled, and go to the line where he would have been put there with the opportunity to tie the game. And worst case scenario, what, miss both? And then maybe go down the other end of the court as a defensive player, Ben. Maybe you get maybe you force a turnover. Maybe you go down the other end. Maybe you get a dunk there. Maybe you can pass off to Seth Curry in the in the corner for a three. And next thing you know, you're up one. You know, like many things can happen in a game. But the minute you start to try, the minute you start to show fear. Oh, that'll, that's that's ultimately what it'll take for even someone like me who was defending Ben Simmons for the longest time. That's what it'll take for someone like me to go, oh, yeah, this is the guy ain't it. Like everything we worried about when he was at LSU is now showing its ugly head at the uh, NBA level, and you can't have that. Not only can you not have it at the NBA level, you certainly can't have it in Game 7 of an Eastern Conference semifinals. So we'll follow this throughout the week. But today's the day. Today. Ben Simmons will start to get fined by the 76ers when he doesn't show up for media day. Tomorrow will be the first practice Tuesday. So, uh, Ben, the the fines will keep on coming. I am on board, and I want to say this uh, from the get-go, and I'd love for this to pick up steam. I am on board for the Sixers waiting until the trade deadline to trade Ben Simmons. I am on board with the Sixers waiting till February and hovering around maybe 500 with Joel Embiid around the NBA right now, I am on board with that if it means they stick it out with Ben Simmons in terms of letting him rot on the bench. Because you know what? As we have learned in the first half of the season, doesn't matter in the NBA anyway. Hover around 500, and guess what? You'll have a chance to make the playoffs. I think they can hover around 500. 
with uh, Joel Embiid, with Tobias Harris, with Seth Curry. Uh, I think they can do that with Tyrese Maxey. I think they can do that in the NBA, most notably, again, because of Joel Embiid. But uh, um, if, it, if it means winning a battle against Ben Simmons and sending him somewhere he ultimately doesn't want to go, that'll give me joy. As long as the Sixers still make the playoffs, which they will anyway, then yeah, go for it, boys. See how much he'll take. See how many fines he will take. And another thing is, as we mentioned last week, I'd love to see the commissioner get involved in something like this because the commissioner and Keith Pompey, by the way, it's a great story on inquire.com. Keith wrote a great piece today. Uh, the commissioner almost has to get involved in this because what, what's the precedent that's, that's been set right now? The precedent the precedent that has been set right now is that you can just bitch and moan and be upset as a player and say, you don't want to play for a team. And all of a sudden with four years left on your deal and $137 million left on that deal, you can just get traded. Oh, look, look, look at that. Any NBA player around the league. I mean, the NBA structures contracts, literally to do the opposite of what Ben Simmons wants to do, which is leave town. That's why you got to agree to trading bird rights. That's why you got to agree to trading that uh, rookie contract. Like everything that goes through the rookie extension, er like everything deal, everything goes back to teams will uh, being able to hold on to players that they drafted. This goes the exact opposite way. This goes upstream when everything else is going downstream. So if the NBA allows this to happen, all the work they put in with the CBA about retaining players in the places that they that, that drafted them, this goes against that as well. Like the, the, the team that drafts you could give you more money than the team that might be able to sign you in free agency. Like that's all to keep you in one particular spot. If Ben Simmons is allowed to leave, that, that kind of throws a monkey wrench into everything that the uh, the league is trying to build towards, which towns being able to hold on to their stars. And I'll even go back to this. Hey, man. Adam Silver, you forced out Sam Hankey when a lot of people wanted him to stay here in Philadelphia. You put in the call Angelos. First Jerry, then his son Brian. That didn't work out too well in Philadelphia. And who did they draft? Oh, yeah, Ben Simmons. Back to the drawing board. Adam Silver, this would be a good time to step in and try to right that wrong. And either let Ben Simmons camp know that, look, this isn't going to go the way you want it. Let the CBA know this isn't going to go the way you want it. Just because you thought some people said some mean things about you? Just because you're afraid to play, play in front of a fan base? Okay, guess what? Fun fact, be better. Be better, and none of this happens. Still, I'll boo Ben Simmons, even if he is forced to come back. I'll boo the hell out of that guy. <laughs> One of the things that uh, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Colangelo's burner gate did tell me was, or burner account was, uh, he would travel to Guangzhou in China just to boo Ben Simmons. And I was like, I love that energy. Keep that energy. Uh, Phillies real quick. Going to get into them. Uh, of course, the Phillies win three out of four against the Pirates, but they lose yesterday. I know that they were setting up uh, for the series that starts tomorrow night in Atlanta. Phillies now two and a half games out of first place. They got three games in Atlanta, then three games at Miami. You have uh, Chris, uh, Zach Wheeler. Almost did it. You have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and you have um, uh, Kyle Gibson. So you have your three best pitchers, even though Ranger Suarez complete game shutout over the weekend. Way to go there, fella. Uh, very efficient, by the way, under 100 pitches in those uh, nine scoreless. So you have your best three pitchers going up against the Braves in the series that is going to be a playoff series to the Phillies. Sweep the series, Phillies, and we're talking playoffs. Don't sweep the series, Phillies. Start packing it in. <laughs> I know they still got to play the Marlins for three games. Does anything could happen? I still, I, I've been, look, I've maintained for the last month and a half what I saw the Phillies doing. They're not making the playoffs. And I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Go ahead, win three games, sweep them. I certainly hope you do. I don't see it happening. But again, I know that they were setting up the rotation. I don't understand, though, how you have a bullpen game in a crucial, this point of the season. You have seven games at the time going into yesterday, seven games, and you have somebody making his major league debut as your starting pitcher. Only in Philadelphia, right? That's what it feels like. Uh, Phillies get two and a half games out. Series starts tomorrow, three-game set in Atlanta against the Braves. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about my good friend Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. Do what I do. Go to the other corner of 8th and Walnut or IHateStevenSinger.com to make sure you get the perfect price. Because you get the perfect price every single time. So when you walk in or you make your appointment, you don't have to worry about what the guy next to you is paying or, 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 or anything like that. It's simple. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everything is set at the perfect price. So you don't have to worry about haggling, negotiating, nothing like that. And all their inventory is just flat out gorgeous. Diamond engagement rings, ready for love engagement rings. All that's available at Steven Singer, Steven Singer Jewelers. And you know you get it at the perfect price. And always at fast, you always get fast and free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. I got my wedding bands there. I bought my wife's engagement ring there. Plenty of jewelry over the years. And you know what? Uh, don't forget about the gold dip roses. Uh, we had some we had some friends over the house uh, for dinner on Saturday night. Right there in the center of my table, in the dining room table, is a, a slew, a bevy of gold dip roses from Steven Singer. And they go, oh, those are the roses? And I go, damn right they are. And they go, they are beautiful. I go, you're damn right they are. So I can only imagine next Valentine's Day, next birthday, whatever it might be, maybe a gold dip rose finds their way in uh, the hands of uh, my friend's wife who was over uh, over the weekend. So uh, it's a uh, it's a beautiful place. It's a great place. They treat you great. Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut, right on Jewelers Row in Philadelphia. Uh, do what I do. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com for more information. All right. Let's uh, preview a little bit more of the Eagles-Cowboys matchup with a good friend. Moving Hughes Day up from Tuesday to Monday today. Ladies and gentlemen, Hugh Douglas joins the show on the Rothman Orthopedics guest line. And on the line with us right now, the Rothman Orthopedics guest line from hot Atlanta with those red hot Atlanta Falcons. Look at him wearing the hoodie. Hughes day's been moved up a day to preview Eagles, Cowboys, Monday Night Football. What's up, Hugh? What's going on, man? Just getting ready for uh, Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm playing the Dallas Cowboys. You know how it is. We get just get ready to beat Dallas, man. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, do you do you get amped up like for Dallas Week? Even as a as a retired player, do you get amped oh, yeah. up when it is Dallas Week? I know, I know it's coming, man. Because like even last night, I went to take out my trash, and you know, I live in a, a neighborhood where you know a lot of people don't speak all the time. But the person that did speak to me was a Dallas fan, and he was talking trash. And I'm like, are you serious? So yeah, it's it's still it's still in me, man. It's still in me. Wow. Were you wearing your Eagles hoodie at the time? Uh yes, I was. As <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yes, I was. That's that's what that's what tipped him off, I that's guess. Tipped it off. Yeah, I guess I kinda, you know, he kind of knew what time it was. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, at, at 92-9, the game, do people I know they trash talk you about like your Philly connections, but like do Cowboys fans call up and, and like try to like get your goat as they speak as they say? Uh, yeah, it, we have we have some Cowboy fans down here. We have some uh you know cowgirl fans, I should say, down here. So they always talk about that. And and you know, you just gotta you know kind of remind them that the last time they were relevant, BC hours were very, very popular back then. You know, those big ass tapes that, that we used to get from the blockbuster all the time. Oh hell yeah. Back then, yes. Times have changed. Times wow, have- what a what a night that was! That blockbuster night. What what a night! I, I know you could rent out the one in Oregon, the last one in Oregon. You could rent that out as an Airbnb. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oh I yeah, did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not know that? that. Uh, I don't I don't regret or miss uh going to pick up those VHS tapes <laughs> and going back home and watching them. If you don't rewind them, you had a whole problem. Like those rewind fees. Were no joke. They could accumulate and add up big time. <laughs> One of the best stories, not to go off of this blockbuster tangent, but now it's on, on in my head. There was a guy, and I think it was in New England, he got arrested a couple years back, probably like 10 years back, because he didn't return a copy of Freddy Got Fingered. The cop pulled him over. He was in the car with his daughter, 
And the cop said, sir, I'm going to need you to step out of the car. And he goes, what? I wasn't drinking. And he goes, yeah, I know. Just please, I don't want to, just come here. That's <laughs> it. Pulled him out of the car. And I look, I don't want to say this in front of your daughter, but I, I have to take you in because you owe so much money for not returning Freddie Got Fingered. No, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but man, uh, hey, yeah. those late fees, those, you know, restock fees and all that, hey, that stuff add up, man. You might have a problem. You have a now, real You ain't kidding. Uh, let me ask you this, you, because we haven't really talked a lot about this uh, in, in, the, in recent years. Uh, how good is Dak Prescott? Like, where do you put Dak Prescott? Is he uh, like a top 10 quarterback, top 15? Like, how, how good do you think Dak Prescott is? That's that's kind of a hard question. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, going back to the first game of the season, I think he played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got a win last week, so that he has a little bit of momentum. I, put it like this. The NFL has changed so much that Dak Prescott, and, and this is not going to answer the question for you, but it puts him in the realm of being paid like an elite quarterback. Yes. Okay. So here's the way I say it. It's never been easy to be a quarterback in the NFL. However, it's never been easier to be a quarterback in the NFL than right now. We're both using semantics and all the other <laughs> fancy wordplay today. But but it, that's exactly what it is. It's because yeah. I played in the era. I played in the in the in the in the, in the uh, what's his name Dan Marino era. I yeah, that guy. I played in the Dan Marino era, uh, the, the Jim Kelly era. You know. The Tom Brady air, you know, guys like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you uh, you know what it is to see guys like that. Troy Aikman, I even throw him in there. You know what it is, Peyton Manning. You know, you know what it is to have a guy back there that that is a real difference maker at that position, and how key that position is. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that isn't that guy, but it it's like. Is he on the level of those guys I just mentioned? Probably not, but man, to to be like if this is them and he's right here, that's not a bad place to be in this NFL right now. Mm-hmm. That is not. I mean, and you know, you talk about the money that quarterbacks are making and things of that nature. I mean, that's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Do you, when you look on the schedule and you see, obviously, it's Dallas Cowboys, so the Eagles are going to face them twice a year. When you look at Dak Prescott, though, I look at, yeah, he had a good game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost, but he played well. He didn't have such a great game against the uh, the Chargers, but they came back and they played well. He played well in particular, uh, and they stole that win on a 56-yard field goal to win it. Overall, I look at him as a guy that is has been a, a clutch quarterback when he has been healthy. And as far as the people go with the Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott conversation, Man, Dak has run away with that. I think a lot of people in Philadelphia would even admit to that these days. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about what they've been to each other's teams and, and things of that nature, and the fact that Carson Wentz was on the cusp of becoming probably the MVP of the league the year that the Eagles was on that Super Bowl run. Yeah, uh, and just how he just regressed. So, and then it, you look at Dak, and and for me, the, the the most telling thing was at the beginning of the season this year for Dak when you talk about him having that shoulder inflammation or whatever, not yeah. home, not really practicing that much in the preseason and being able to come out and running game gone. Their running game was gone, non-existent in that Tampa Bay game. And for him to throw and thread the needle like he did, he, I, I hate to say this, but it showed, I had a little bit more respect for him after that game. I really, really did as a Dallas Cowboy because you saw that and you're like, wow, this cat ain't played in a while. And he's coming off an injury, and he's out there threading the needle. He mm. was out there threading the needle. So, you know, you give me props for that. Mm. Uh, I want to ask you about this. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about Brandon Graham last week. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. Uh, hopefully, he can come back and has uh, more than a couple of years left in the NFL, hopefully at a high level. Uh, the Eagles have trotted out a couple of names, saying that it's going to be by committee as far as filling in for Brandon Graham. If you ever had to miss time, if, if anyone on the defensive line had to miss time in your day, how do you try to step up as a committee? I mean, they're, they're really excited about this guy, Josh Sweat, who I like and I'm rooting for. I just haven't seen it yet as far as what I should be getting excited about. How do you fill in when one guy like Brandon Graham goes down? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's a couple guys that filled in for me when I got hurt. Like, one of them was Indy Kalou. And I think oh, wow. Indy had, yeah, Indy had a couple sacks. Uh, Ike Reese. Ike Reese to this day is still mad at me for having to fill in a year that I got hurt. I think it was my biceps or something. And they had Ike Reese play a defensive end but see ike has some he has some uh he has some you know he, he could play defensive end a little bit he had a little bit of experience at that position at michigan state 
Okay. Four. And so he was a guy that came off the corner. So I, you know, but it, it's a little bit different in the NFL. So, the, so, you know, when you have a guy like with that kind of production, that's not playing, you get like a group of guys to come in and, you know, you might have one guy that's a big, a better run player than a pass player and then vice versa. And you try to mix and match those guys and play the chess match with the offense the best you possibly can. How can Brandon Graham or anyone that's a leader on the football field, how can they remain a leader while they're out? Do guys still listen to that guy, even though he's hurt? Like, how does that work? How's that dynamic work? See, I, I never was the one to believe that, that you could, you could be a player coach and let, if you're not playing, like, I, I never believed in that. I, I, I don't believe in, you know, listening to somebody because, you know, you have to me, NFL players have such a pack mentality that if you're not running with the pack, then, then what what is it that you could like tell me like seriously it's like you could impart some wisdom from the sideline which I, I will totally respect but you know all that it all depends on what level of rah-rah that you're going to be I guess that's what I'm trying to say you can't be in a locker room I don't think giving new Rockney speeches and you're not out there blood sweating and tearing you can't do that in my mm -hmm. opinion but yeah impart a little bit of wisdom to young guys you can do that on the sideline or, or if you see something that that might help them out you could definitely do that okay all right, that makes more sense to me. I because it is surprising. I mean, that's one of the things that as a non-player, not that I even need to say that, but as a non-player, I will I just don't understand about the, the players because you're not the first person to tell me that. Like, yeah, you can you can coach them up a little bit. You can tell them, hey, this is what you could do next time, or give them impart your wisdom, as you said. But when it comes to the rah-rah stuff, like I have heard a lot of guys now tell me there was times if Brian Dawkins was injured. He, the rah-rah stuff wasn't there. The, the yeah. critique was there. The coaching stuff was there. But the rah-rah yeah. stuff, not so much. Yeah, I mean, because, like like I said, you ain't blood, sweat, and tearing it. You ain't in it. So you can't tell. It ain't nothing you can tell me if you ain't walked a mile in my shoes. And, I mean, you know, sometimes that can come off as being a little arrogant. Mm -hmm. But it's the truth. You know, guys respect guys that are in the fire, have been in the fire. It just means a little bit more mm -hmm. because you know exactly what I'm going through and how I feel in certain situations. Now, again, to impart your wisdom on me as a guy who's trying to get to the level that you're you're at and aspiring for the, to be at that level, I'll take all I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. When you start talking to me like you know exactly what I'm going through and you're not going through it, that's a little pill. That's a hard pill to swallow. Interesting. Yeah, that is, that will always be so foreign to me. I just like, but again, that's that's why I talk to guys like you. That's why I talk to you. More often than not, because you, this is the inside information yeah, that I don't get. Talk about it. It, it might be different for everybody, but that's just kind of how I felt. I always felt that way about you know having guys like that in the locker room. What What did you tell Andy Kalu? What you What you tell their uh, What you tell Ike Reese about uh, playing okay. in the end? Like, listen, man, Andy Kalu, he has a pass rush move. It, it was some things that that Andy Kalu did that I wish I could do. It was like he could have. He did a half spin where it looked like he was spinning inside and then he would stop and come back, that I wish I could do. That move was was uh, phenomenal. And, and, you know, when he was out there, he took advantage of his situation. I think one year, Indy had like six or seven sacks when he was out there playing. So, yeah, yeah. He, he, could, he could definitely play. I think it was just a little bit different for him because, you know, he was a little bit smaller frame guy. And, and, and you know, the rigors of playing every down it was probably too much for him. But Indy could definitely play. Yeah. Definitely could play. Uh, what do you just overall, generally speaking, what do you make of this matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys? Do, can the Eagles squeak this out? Will Jalen Hurts announce his presence with authority? How will this go? Do you think at the time we tape this tomorrow night, Monday night? How do you think this goes in Dallas? You know, as as a diehard, uh, bled green Eagles fan, I can't give Dallas Cowboys their props, no matter how I think this game is going to go. <laughs> I, I told somebody that uh, a couple days ago. Because they asked me, what do I think the outcome of the game is going to be? And I was like, how dare you ask me that question? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Are you expecting a non-biased answer? What do you want from me? Yeah. No, but uh, it's going to be tough, Bart. W with everything that we started out this show with, Dak Prescott looks like he's playing well. Mm -hmm. I think your one saving grace is the fact that they're a little bit depleted on defense. Yeah. They're depleted on defense. And as you can see, playing against us in the first preseason, I mean, preseason, in the first game of the season, it felt like a preseason game the way y'all beat the brace up the Falcons. But <laughs> I think that there's some opportunities there for the quarterback to be successful. If he pulls the ball down, runs, gets that defense tired, basically the same game plan that you had against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. 
I think there are some opportunities there. So, okay. yeah, I, I think this is a definitely a winnable game. But I think at some point, Jalen Hurst is going to be asked to make some plays from the pocket, and he's going to have to deliver. He's definitely going to have to deliver because you've seen the evolution of Dak Prescott and him being able to do that. So there are going to be some times where you're going to have to stand in the pocket, stand down the gun barrel, and deliver the football. I think that can be done, definitely. Uh, Jordan Mailata going to miss this game. Andre Dillard's going to get the start there. Uh, but on the other side of things here, uh, Lyle Collins is not going to be playing in this game for the Cowboys. Uh, PEDs tried to allegedly, uh, apparently, bribe. How does that, and Mark Farzetta, how that work, man? Hey, let me use your P. <laughs> let me get your P. Dude. Like and, and, and I've been like I've been up to them drugs. They don't really say a whole lot. They hand you a cup. They stand off to the side and make sure you ain't got the wizard or whatever. They they're not looking, but they kind of right there. You know, it's an uncomfortable situation to be in, and they they watch you handle your business. <laughs> what the hell? What what kind of con? So wait a minute. How did that conversation start? Hey, how you doing today? That's positive. No, no. <laughs> No, there has to be something we can do about it. There's, there's got to be something we can hey. work out. <laughs> As I look for my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you take cash out? <laughs> <laughs> what is the, I have to ask this question. What's the weirdest scenario you ever had to go through for, I mean, I'm sure they're all weird. I'm sure not one of them is like, oh, great. I have my piss test today. You know, uh, what, 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 what was your experience like? Well, I think probably my worst one was uh, when I was in Jacksonville because I, I had to take a pee test and I couldn't pee. I couldn't pee. And they were like, you know, you got a certain amount of time to pee. Shy bladder? I guess it was shy to the mug that day. So, <laughs> so you got a certain amount of time <laughs> that you could go before they'd be like, you know, bump it. You won't go ahead and test positive, homie. So you need to go ahead and, and figure out figure it out. Because it's like I, I guess it's like if you don't if you don't tell if you don't take the test, that's like a positive. Right, right, right. Now how 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 long did they give you to, to, to pee? Uh you know what I forgot, but I remember drinking a lot of water and Gatorade. I remember drinking that. And then you know you pee a little bit and they look at because it, it has to be so much pee. It has to be so much. So you pee, it's not no, that's not enough pee. That ain't enough pee. You need some more pee. So then you go back, drink more water, and you're on the clock. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Because you got, and you like your bladder, you like, damn, I hope this bladder go ahead and, you know, make this time, these time constraints. <laughs> yeah. That was like, for me, the strangest one. <laughs> You're pissing against the clock, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up against it. Come on, bladder, what you doing? Why are you doing me like this? <laughs> Literally, like what I'm going through with my daughter right now. Like, you can pee a little bit more, sweetie. You can do it. Yeah, you can do that. You can. <laughs> Where's the body? Yeah. Hey, man, where's the body? Where's the body? All right. All right. Uh, no props to the Cowboys. Nothing like that. Oh, have you ever heard of anyone trying to bribe the, 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 the performance enhancing drug guy, the pee test guy? Yes. The dude that just did it. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Other than Lyle Collins. Oh, oh, no. no. Okay. That was the. He's the first one. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did we just go to time machine? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. Eagles, Cowboys, Monday night. Give me your score, brother. I'm going to go 28 14. Fly Eagles fly. I love it. I'm in. I'm in it. Cowboys, man, on no planet, none. <laughs> I'm not picking the Cowboys. Oh, uh, Phillies Braves three game series. How many games are the Braves going to win? Why you put me on the spot with that? <laughs> <laughs> because I'll I'll just answer it for you. No, I tell you what, we need to win too. 
Need to win two. You're gonna. Congratulations. So that's <laughs> happening. Even that. Did you see like was they Will Smith was on the mile tonight? He almost gave it up. <laughs> I didn't get to see the game because we was, I was watching football, but that's all that was going across my Twitter feed tonight. Mm. Was how Will Smith almost gave it up. So there, hey, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Hugh Lamont Douglas III, thanks for bumping up Hughes Day a day so we can still catch up with you on this fine Monday version of Hughes Day. Uh, Eagles Cowboys will be kicking off tonight, obviously, in Big D. And you heard it right there. Uh, the, the Eagles are going to win. So there you go. Hugh, you're the man. Thank you so much. Also, 92.9, the game Peace. in Hotlanta. Hugh Douglas, thanks, brother. Peace. My thanks to Hugh Lamont. Douglas III joining us on the Rothman Orthopedics guest line a day earlier than normal. So I saw, uh, I think it was Dan in the comments there. Uh, no, you didn't miss a day. Today is, today is Monday. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's Tuesday. And we'll recap the Eagles' victory over the Cowboys. That's what we'll do tomorrow. So that's what I look forward to. Uh, I do want to tell you about our good friends at Steak and Main at SteakandMain.com, the amazing things that they do there. Whether you're down in a more upscale steakhouse or casual bar and patio, you'll enjoy the highest quality of prime meats, fresh seafood, world-class oyster bar, and freshly prepared sushi. All that in an extensive wine list, including their own Cavada Cellars wines. Open every day for lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Steak and Main in Northeast Maryland, but a number one place for steaks in America by the Cooking Channel and the Travel Channel. Check it out for yourself. Go to stakeinmain.com. Also want to tell you about BetQL. BetQL, phenomenal. Uh, if you want to get the edge over your sports book, you need to download the BetQL app. Uh, that's the app you need to make all the smart bets. Their best bets computer model scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports gives you the reason to find why you should make that bet as well. Their model covers everything from point spreads, over-unders, player props, all that. Yeah, so make sure you take advantage of BetQL. Download the BetQL app right now. And if you don't feel like using their research, you can do your own as BetQL makes sure to provide you all the information and all the tools to do your own research. Everything from sharp data, line movements, uh, team summaries, lineup changes, injuries, Everything right there at the BetQL uh, QL app. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download uh, BetQL. And how about our friends at Rothman Orthopedics? They sponsor our guest line. Rothman Orthopedics is doing it all, folks. Remember the old you, the one who didn't have to put up with a finicky knee, a fickle hip, or a shoulder that didn't do what a shoulder should do? Well, go see Rothman Orthopedics. The Rothman approach to orthopedics is here to get you back to being you. Back to running, back to walking, back to jumping, back to playing, back to working the way you used to, back to living your life the way you want. With same-day appointments available, you can start today at RothmanOrtho.com. That's RothmanOrtho.com. Rothman Orthopedics, the official orthopedic partner of your Phillies, Eagles, and 76ers. So how about that? Uh, also want to tell you about our friends at WinView. WinView has some great stuff going on right now. If you don't download the WinView app, you're missing out on this. Because I don't need to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how big this series is in the baseball world between the Phillies and the Braves. This could well decide the season for the Phils. Uh, if you want to make the action even more interesting, WinView is the app for you. You can play pregame contests where you answer questions before the game and play along live unlike any other app out there. Right now, there's a progressive jackpot promotion above $3,000. All you need to do is make a 10 correct predictions. A 10, uh, make 10 correct predictions in those Braves-Phillies pregame contests, and you win a share of the jackpot. This isn't Daily Fantasy. This isn't a sports book. Just questions about the Phillies. So get the app right now. Here's what you can do. Win view. Winview.tv slash Farzy. Winview.tv slash Farzy. That's W I N V I E W. Winview.tv slash Farzy. Uh, and make sure you take advantage of all they have to offer, including getting in on these great Phillies pregame promotions. So make sure you do that. Uh, also, make sure you're following all the stories across all Philadelphia with the great PHL Sports Nation people. That's Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. Now let's jump into our social media check-in, brought to you by Steak and Main and SteakandMain.com. Coming up, we're going to hear from Nick Sirianni from his press conference over the weekend. Two things, one on Andre Dillard and the other, how you take, how do you keep track of where Parsons is going to be on the opposite line of scrimmage for the Dallas Cowboys? We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. But right now, Mally's checking in on the show. Good morning to you. Happy early Hughes Day. Dan, what's popping? Dak, how are you? Mally, hello again. 
Tim, welcome in. Good morning to you, Tim. Uh, is let's <laughs> Mally, is Ben your most hated athlete yet? He's trying his hardest. Dan, that's a great question. Mally, uh, how did you say? No. Uh, Mally says he could care less. Couldn't care less. I'm going to try to watch the whole game tonight. That 3.45 a.m. alarm comes fast. <laughs> Mally, is that what time you get up, bro? God bless you, man. Jacob, what's going on? Nice to see you in here. Prediction, Eagles 31, Cowboys 30. That's Dan Schwartz's official prediction for tonight. The line moved to uh, Eagles plus three. Did it? I checked right before the show. I saw it at um, uh, two, uh, three and a half. Last night I checked, I think it was a four and a half. <gasps> Things are spicy. Cody, what's going on? Uh, birds are going to come out flat. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. Lester is saying, uh, Cody, uh, thanks for being positive. Way to start out the day. Uh, hope, uh, hope not, Cody. Yeah, I hope they come out. I hope they really come out. I, I want the Eagles to come out just in rhythm. I want them to look like they practiced. I want them to look, I want the offensive line to look like they've all met each other. I want uh, Nick Sirianni to look like he's met his quarterback and knows how to get him in a rhythm. I, I, I would I would love like I would love a nice long controlled drive to start the game. I don't even want the you know play action bomb to Quez Watkins touchdown for you know what uh, seventy five yards. I don't even want that. I just want a long, controlled drive. Keep their offense off the field. Keep your offense on the field. And that's what I want. That's what I want to see tonight. Hopefully we see that coming out early. Um, T-Bro, what's going on? Ben, Karen, Simmons. Who cares? Let's go, Birds. Dallas sucks. I'm in definitely in that attitude today. Hey, look, when I opened the show, I gave you my five reasons that I thought the uh, – or five things I'm going to be looking at when I look at the uh, Eagles. That's why I was. That's why I started the show with. And I looked down at the clock, and when I was done, number five, like it was already twenty minutes went by. So we did at least twenty minutes on Eagles to start the show. And then how do I ignore Ben Simmons and telling his teammates, guys, he doesn't want to be teammates with him anymore. Thanks, but no thanks. Don't come out here. Like, can you imagine for a second? Just be somebody else for it. Be the Clippers. Be the Rockets. Be the Trailblazers. Be the Timberwolves. Be the Kings. And imagine being in that locker room and your team trades for Ben Simmons. Do you think you're getting some great teammate or do you think you're going to get somebody that's going to continue to feel like they're going to be coddled throughout the rest of their career? Somebody that's always going to feel like they're better than you and can get away with uh, more than what you can get away with. And they won't even shoot. Yeah, let's welcome that into a locker room. Uh, Ranger was in the zone the other day. Ray, what's going on? I think they'll be packing in. Before they get to Florida this weekend. Oh, the the uh, the Phillies. Hey, look. This is Aaron Nola's first real taste of playoff experience. Um, game two of the series is going to be huge no matter what. Because if Zach Wheeler loses game one, oh, Aaron Nola, you better win game two. And if Zach Wheeler wins game one, Aaron Nola, you better keep the hope for a sweep alive in game two. There's a lot of pressure on Aaron Nola in that saying, hey, look, Zach Wheeler, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. I'm not as worried about him. He's been great all year. Aaron Nola, yee, pretty terrible. So, especially coming off his last start. Settled in nicely after the six runs he allowed. Uh, but I'd like to see him uh, have that dominant Aaron Nola performance. But I feel like I've been hoping for that and not seeing it enough this season. And that's really a statement of fact as, as opposed to preference. Uh, how many teams in the playoff race are throwing, <laughs> throwing bullpen games? Uh, from what I've seen, zero. I did take a look around the league. I'll tell you what they're not doing. Having somebody start out their first ever, first ever major league game starting pitcher. Hans Kraus. Yeah, you're quirky and you're interesting. But I don't know if I want you starting the seventh to last game of the season when I'm trying to hang with the Braves who have won three in a row. So anyway, Ray, I think you're right. Uh, Dak, that's a good point in terms of how many teams are playing a bullpen game, throwing bullpen games when they're this close to the end of the season. Exactly. Uh, nobody. Uh, haven't watched Phillies in three weeks. <laughs> Reruns of Law and Order. You know what? Fun fact about me, Dak. I've never seen Law and Order. I'm aware of it. I know uh, how long it's been running in terms of a long time. And I know it's like just this is an amazing show, but I've never watched Law and Order. Uh, Luigi! Coddled is an understatement. 
Uh, all that for a guy who can't shoot. Soft, silky skin for me. What, Lincoln? I'm sorry, huh? Lincoln's Hawk. Interesting. Oh, that's with uh, FanDuel. Okay. Interesting. That's the line on FanDuel right now. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, that checked in on our social media check-in. Brought to you by Steak and Main and SteakandMain.com. As promised, part of our morning rush segment, uh, I want to say this. I want to give this uh, Andy Reid. The Chiefs lost yesterday to the Chargers. Chiefs come to Philly next week. So they'll come to Philly losing two in a row. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Andy Reid was taken to the hospital after the game in an ambulance. Turns out it was exhausted, or uh, sorry, um, uh, dehydrated. Uh, so he's he's looking look everything's looking good there now. So kudos to coach or you know nothing but well wishes to Coach Reed. Uh, hope he's all well. All right, and it looks like he is okay. Uh, also want to say this, Justin Tucker, congratulations on the 66 yard field goal, longest ever in uh, NFL history. It was a very suspenseful moment. And yes, I do have Justin Tucker on my fantasy team. All right. Anyway, uh, finally, uh, I want to get this in. Two things. Both regarding the one, two things regarding this game. Third thing, not so much. The one thing is Nick Sirianni talking about Andre Dillard. You and I might remember Andre Dillard is having a lot of struggles. Nick Sirianni says, I don't because I wasn't here for it. Yeah, you know, I, I, since I've gotten here, again, I can't, I can't say what happened in the past here. Since I've gotten here, I've had complete confidence in him. I know he's had, uh, he had that injury. Um, that, that set him back a little bit in training camp, but I've had complete confidence ever since I ever since I got here. And then he gets that Jets Jets game and the Jets practices and the New England practices, and I just think he's looked really good. So um, based off what I've seen, I got a ton of confidence in Andre and, and look forward to you know obviously it's a bummer that, that Jordan can't play and you know it, but look forward to the uh, the the challenge that, that Andre has and look to looking forward to watching him step up and, and fill Jordan's role and um, and have a good game yeah you know what all those things that you've seen him not do well in i haven't seen that i was like have you not even watched film of andre dillard like i know you watched him with in practice with you being there and everything as a head coach of this football team but never before you didn't really see him be like bad at his job no okay uh anyway i hope andre dillard plays great tonight and we'll we'll find that out uh and then finally uh mika uh mika parsons uh penn state product obviously going up against the eagles tonight Nick Sirianni on making sure they know as an offense where he is at all times. We have to be ready for him to be at, that, at any spot, really, to be honest with you. We have to be ready for him to be at DN and where he's effective or at linebacker where he's also effective. So, And there's a reason why he's a top top 15 pick. He's a, he's a good football player. Um, we got to be ready for wherever he lines up. Uh, that's not uncommon. You know, there's been many, many defenses that move their good players around. Uh, whether it's by scheme or by necessity. So we just got to be ready to know where he is and, and handle him. There you go. It's easier said than done, as they done do say. I also want to show you this in our morning rush segment right now. Brian Dawkins at the airport over the weekend. Check this out. Uh, just a guy at the airport, just some guy. Matt went through TSA next to Brian Dawkins today, and he acknowledged my kid climbing up my leg, trying to get her backpack by saying, this is what uh, Brian Dawkins said, you must have some snacks in that bag. Going to be a great Sunday. Eagles by 11, tomorrow meaning today, over the Cowboys. And then Brian Dawkins quote tweeted this guy and just said, snacks rule. When a kid wants a snack, that kid's getting that snack. Generally speaking, that's how that works. Uh, April is also saying, what, not a single episode? Yes, I've never seen Law & Order. Not one. I am aware of the, is, it, is Law & Order the one that's like a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun? I know only know because I used to use that as a bed, a music bed in a lot of my bits. Anyway, everybody, Eagles win tonight by a grand score of 31 to 25. Eagles over the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eagles do more than cover. They win outright as well. Go birds, baby. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. My thanks to Hugh, Hugh Lamont Douglas III for joining us on the Rothman Orthopedics Guest Line. Jim Hyden produced the program. This is a Buzz Sports and Entertainment production. Catch me on Fox 29 at 745 this morning. I'll see you guys on there. How about that? Uh, so bonus me. What more could you ask for on a Monday? All right. Have a great day. Oh, an Eagles win, obviously. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I'm Mark Farzetta here at the Steven Singer Studios. See you tomorrow. Bye.